This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, we are on a series this month on the power of words. Amen? And um, we are discovering that words have life or death in them. Amen? And, um, and so what we say, we can frame our word, world with our words. Amen? And so, so really, our, rule, our, our words will rule us or defeat us. And uh, so today I want to talk to you about the power of our words in, in taking authority in your life. Amen? And so words can give you the power to take authority over anything that may be attacking you in your life today. Amen? It doesn't matter what you're dealing with in your life. Your words lined up with God's words can defeat anything coming against you. I like what it says in Genesis. And I talked about this in the first session of words is that God really created us in his image and in his likeness. And that's in Genesis 1, 26 through 28. He created us in his image and his likeness. And so he created us to be like him. Uh, he actually created man to be God of this world. Amen. And of course, uh, we have authority. Um, God gave mankind authority and dominion. He told us to be fruitful and to multiply. And so really, uh, his commission on mankind is to take dominion in whatever area we're in. Amen? And so God wants us to take dominion. How, how, how do we do that? We do that the same way God does. God speaks faith-filled words, and he gets things done through his faith-filled words. We speak faith-filled words. In other words, we find God's promises, and we stand on his promises, and we speak his promises, and when we do that, Deuteronomy's power comes about from that. Amen? Amen. Uh, the Bible talks about how can two walk together unless they're in agreement. And so, listen, we got to get in agreement with God. Amen. You know, we don't need to get in agreement with how the world talks or, you know, the world always is talking negative. But my Bible and the word of God is always talking positive. Amen. And so we want to make sure that we're that we're um, talking positive in our life, amen? amen. And so, uh, so sin and death um, it can be a result of us speaking negative, amen. You know, uh, Adam and Eve they had the power and authority in this world system before they fell and ate the fruit, the forbidden fruit. And when they fell and ate the forbidden fruit, Satan moved in, and Satan, the Bible says, became the god of this world. So God is. God of the universe, and God is, in a sense, uh, he is over everything, but Satan usurped the authority from mankind, and now Satan has some type of authority in this world system. And so I, I like this because uh, Jesus is the one that gave us back that authority, and he did that in Romans 5.17. Let's look at Romans 5.17. And... Uh, and, and let's see how, what Jesus says here, or what Paul says this about Jesus. It says, Romans 5.17 says, For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death 
through this one man, Jesus Christ. I love this. This is in the book of Romans. Paul got the revelation that, and we see here it says, for the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and gift of righteousness for all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through the one man, Jesus Christ. So Paul is saying that we have authority and power over sin and death. You could say it this way. We have authority and power over anything that's trying to steal life from us. Because Jesus said it this way. Jesus said he came not to give us a religion. Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. And so really, if we're going to obtain abundant life, we need to talk the way Jesus talked. We need to start acting the way Jesus acts. Amen. And Jesus controlled his environment. By his words. And we can do the same thing. So we are supposed to rule and reign in this life as kings. Uh, it says in Romans 5.17, the Amplified, I like this. It says, because of one man's trespass, lapse of offense, talking about Adam and Eve when they sinned in the garden, death reigned through that one. Much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace, unmerited favor... And the free gift of righteousness, putting them in right standing with himself, reigns as kings in life through one man, Jesus Christ. So we see here that Paul's getting a revelation that as Christians, we're supposed to be ruling and reigning like a king. Amen. Amen. And so, so that, that's, that's good news. Because I'm going to say this, no matter what is coming against us, we're not helpless. Whatever is, whatever is trying to attack us, we're, not, we're just not at the mercy of the circumstances and the situations of life. No, no we, we, we have the mercy of God and we have the power of God working in us. I like what it says in Revelation 1, 5 and 6. It says, and from, it, says it this way. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead... And the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from sins in his own body, or in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests unto God, his father, to him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. So, so, so in the book of Revelation, Jesus is the faithful witness, and it says that, that he's our prince, and he's the prince of kings on the earth. Now, it's not just talking about natural kings. He's actually, he made us kings and priests. Amen. So if you're a saint today, if you're a believer, you're a king and you're a priest unto our God. Amen. And I I like that because you can rule as a king uh, if you're in your family. You can rule as a king in your family. You can rule as a king in your workplace. You can rule how we do that. By one Jesus Christ. We rule by the power of God's promises. Amen. I like what it says in Ecclesiastes 8.4. It says, where the word of a king is, there is power. I love that. Where the word of a king is. So, so a king's word has power to produce results. And as we are kings in the body of Christ... When we line our words up 
with God's word, it produces dudamus power. Another scripture says in Job twenty two twenty eight, it says, Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. And the light of and thy and the light shall shine upon thy ways. So as we decree some things, especially in this time where you know turmoil is all through the world, we're dealing with this uh, coronavirus. Listen, you can decree a thing. You can decree that you know this virus will not come near your dwelling. You can start decreeing that that God is your, you know, that he sent his son Jesus. Jesus is your savior. He's your protector. protector. He's your soon coming king. Amen. So what we need to do with our words is that, again, we're not helpless. We can take our words and we can take dominion in our life in any area where the enemy's trying to attack us. It doesn't matter if there's a virus trying to come against us, or if there's poverty trying to come against us, or if there's other things trying to come against us. We have the power to deal with that. Amen? And so we need to take that power and, and, and of our words and speak to those things and command those things to, to be cast into the sea like Jesus talks about. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of fear-filled words being propagated in the news. And if you watch a lot of the news, you can get fearful. And sometimes you got people saying, like, this nation is going to be like some of the other nations that were hit hard with the coronavirus. I don't believe that. Amen. Uh, Some governors that have their states that have a lot of cases are saying every state's going to be like that. Uh, I don't believe that. Every state is different. And you know what? I'm going to say this. The the people that's loving God in wherever state that you're in, you're serving God. No plague's going to come near your dwelling. You believe that? In other words, he gives his angels charge over, over us to protect us in all our ways. You know, when the plagues were hitting uh, uh, the Egyptian people uh, in the Old Testament... When, they, when, the, uh, when the Israelites were under Egyptian bondage, none of those plagues touched the Israelites. Only the plagues came into the places of the, the, the people of Egypt to reveal some truth to them that God is God. Amen. Amen. You might be in a situation where you don't know why all this is happening. Listen, you know, the devil's out here. And it's happening because he's coming to steal, kill, and to destroy. But you know what? God is out here too. And he's here to give us life and life more abundantly. I think as Christians and as the body of Christ, we need to continue to start. We need to pray and continue to pray. We need to pray for our for our president. We need to pray for those that are in authority. We need to pray that God would move. Amen. I like what it says in 2 Chronicles 7, 14. Uh, and, and, it, and it starts off with this, this way. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves. You know, I, I think this is a time, you know, in our walk with God, where we need to humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God. I, I, I think that this is, you know, even though the world is being shaken and, and, and the Bible says that things are going to be shaken in the end days. 
but the people of God that hold on to the word of God will not be shaken. But there are people that are unstable in their faith. There, there are some Christians that are walking in the ways of the world. And God wants you letting go of the ways of the world. And he wants you to embrace him. Amen. And so he says, if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves. You know, you know, humility is the key uh, to receiving the grace of God in our lives. In James 4, 7, it says this, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So I, I love this, and some preachers kind of minister it this way. They say, resist the devil, and the devil will flee from you. But really, you, it, the whole scripture is, submit yourself to God first and foremost. Amen. And so, so, you know, when we humble ourselves, we need to, you know, s- submit ourselves to God and his word. We, we need to... Get under the authority of God. We, 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 we need to, you know, humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. And the Bible says when we do that, he will lift us up. And then when we submit ourselves to God, then we have the power to resist the devil. See, see we don't have any power to resist the devil or anything coming against us if we're not in total submission to God. Amen. And so when we submit to God, that empowers us to resist the devil and what he's trying to do in our lives. And when we resist him, the devil, he has to flee. And so so what am I saying to you this morning? I'm saying that in a sense, the coronavirus uh, is something that comes to steal, kill and to destroy. And in a sense, it's disease. And we need to fight against this disease. How? By submitting to God and his word, by believing his word, and and then commanding the devil or the disease to to not come near your dwelling. Amen. So so we we submit to God. Say submit to God. God. Say "Resist resist the devil. And then what happens? The devil will flee from you. We submit to God. We resist the devil. I like what it says in James 4.10. It says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. So we need to get humble. Amen. We, need to get our, we need to get back to God. You know, there's, there's a large body of Christ and, and there's, there's people in the body of Christ that may not have been walking fully under God's protection because they're not totally walking in obedience to him. Amen. And I'm going to say this to you today. Get back with God. Get back walking with the Lord. Get back to reading your Bible every day. Get back to praying every day. Get back to witnessing the goodness of the Lord. Get back to your first love. Amen. I I think a lot of times that we can, uh, we can, lose our love for God and our love can be moved in to other areas of our lives. Amen. Number two, it says here in the, in the Chronicles prayer, it said, uh, 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 it says here, uh, humble thy a hundred shall humble. Uh, it says, let's look at this again. It says, if my people, which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. And we need to be praying. 
Amen. We need to be praying more than ever before. I know for some of us, this is kind of like a vacation. Some of us, it may not be hitting us that hard. Some of us, it may not be affecting our families, but God wants us praying. You know, you may not be affected that much in your job. You may not have lost your job. You, I know some people that are getting more hours in their job. I know of some people that are working overtime because of this. I know that some people are getting paid even though they're not working. But you know what? That's not a time for us to relax. That's not a time for us to lay back and say, well, let's just see what's going to happen. No, no, this is a time where we need to be praying and we need to be praying fervently. We don't need to give up in praying. Amen. We don't need to say, well, let's just wait. Let's see what the government's going to do. Let's wait. for the sign. You know, my faith isn't in the government. I, you know, my faith isn't in the scientists. My faith isn't in the medical community. My faith is in God. Thank God for all the people that are trying to do the right things and trying to help us and all that. I, I'm not discounting that. But what I'm saying is my, your faith has to be in God. Amen. And when our faith is in God, we're going to rise up like the church that God called us to be. And so we need to have our faith in God. Say, I have my faith in God. Help me preach it this morning. Amen. And so, so in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18, it says, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Now listen, it says in everything give thanks, but it doesn't say in everything it doesn't say in everything give give thanks for for the bad things. It, don't don't give thanks for everything, give thanks in everything. In other words, we're thankful that we can stand in faith and believe God in this time that God's going to protect us. We're thanking God that even though the enemies enemies meaning harm through this, God can turn it for the good. And even though, you know, uh, we can be thankful for what we, what we have, you know, the, the, the you know, littleness that we have now, and especially when this coronavirus dies out, we're going to be so much thankful for what, the liberties that we have when, they're, when they come back to us. And so we need to get thankful. We need to rejoice always and we need to pray without ceasing. That means that we need to be praying all the time, thanking God that he's delivering us and delivering this world from this virus that's trying to shut down this world system. Amen. Uh, The third part of this uh, admonition, it says here, seek God's face. If my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. We need to seek the face of God. We, we, a lot of times we kind of treat God as like a, a genie in a bottle. And, and, and God is the one that gets us out of our problems. And, and, but but we, need, we need not just, just seek his hand of provision, but we need to seek his face. And we need to seek him and love him for who he is and not what he can do for us. I'm going to say again, we need to love God for who he is and not just what he can do for us. Amen. You know, God has already done everything for us that we need. He sent his son Jesus to die on the cross so that we can have eternal, abundant life. 
He paid the price so that we could walk in. Jesus paid the price so that we could walk in victory. And, and thank God. God has done everything for us. And we just need to thank God for his great gift of salvation that he has given us. And we need to seek his face and not just his provision. Amen. Amen. I like what it says in Jeremiah 21, 11 through 13. And, and Jeremiah is called the weeping prophet. And, and Jeremiah was a prophet that was raised up to minister the truth to the people in his day. And unfortunately, the people in his day rejected the truth that Jeremiah was preaching. And I'm going to say this, just because we're, sometimes we may minister the word and people may reject us, it, it, it's never a waste. Amen. Because God's, God will continually watch over his word to perform it, and a seed is never wasted. And so in Jeremiah, even though he ministered to the people and they were hard in their hearts, they were stiff-necked, God was trying to get truth to them. And at this point in Jeremiah 29, we're going to read 11 through 13, the people of that time, they were in bondage and they were in captivity and, uh, and they didn't have much freedoms, kind of like where we're at today. <laughs> Amen. But you know what? I'm going to say this, that, that the, the, our freedoms are going to be loosened quickly in Jesus' name. See, in Jeremiah 29, it, it starts in this, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not calamity, to give you a future and a hope. So, so no matter what we're dealing with in this time, God's plan is always to give us hope in our future. So I'm going to say this, that the, our future is bright in God, and we're going to get through any calamity that the enemy's trying to put into our life. Amen. It says here, then you will call upon me. Amen. And come pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search uh, for me with all your heart. So what is God looking for? He's looking for us to have a humble heart to seek him fully. To start putting him First place in our lives to to start acknowledging him as being God in our life. I, I believe when the body of Christ puts God in proper place in their lives, I'm telling you, the body of Christ is going to be moving forward in the place that God wants us to move into. You believe that today? And the fourth thing uh, in this admonition is that that he, that he says that we need to turn from our wicked ways. And, you know, as I thought about that, we need to always be, as Christians, examining ourselves to see if we're in the faith. We need to be examining ourselves to see if we're actually walking in the light of God's word. We need to be examining ourselves. And the, the Bible is an, an examination book, in a sense. It's a book of promises, but it's also a mirror that reveals and shows up any areas in our life where we need to adjust. And so as we, as we are honest with God and as we seek God in, in this time, uh, we need to ask God, God, is there any areas in our life where we need to adjust? Is there any wickedness or any areas that we're walking in 
wickedness or, and you say, well, what do you mean? I'm not walking in wickedness. Well, if you're walking in your own ways and you're not walking in God's ways, then that would be wickedness. If you're doing your own thing and not serving God and doing his thing, in a sense, that's wickedness. In other words, we need to submit ourselves to God, back to that scripture, resist the devil and he will flee from us. So, so, so we need to make sure that the Bible says in Psalm 66, 18, it says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Think about that. If I regard, if, if there's things in my life that's displeasing to God, then, then God's not going to hear our prayers if we're holding things in our life that we know that we need to let go of. It could be unforgiveness. It could be bitterness. It could be things of that nature. It could be just sinful acts and things of that nature. We need to uh, uh, let go of those things, not hold on to those things. I like what it says in 1 John 5, 21. It says, little children, guard yourself from idols. You know, uh, it's interesting that you know, a lot of people and, you know, back in the old days, they would make little wooden idols and they would worship these idols and make them little gods. But but nowadays, our idols can be uh, football players and could be movie stars and could be, uh, you know, these types of uh, of people we, we idolize. But we don't need to be idolizing, you know, or, or musicians but I, I really believe that God is trying to reveal something in this time that, that everything is shut down, that God needs to be number one. That he needs to be put on the, the, the podium uh, as, as number one in our life. That we don't need to be focused on the things of the world as Christians, but we need to be focused on God. Amen? So we need to focus on God. Say focus on God. And see, the payoff when we are getting, when we're walking upright before God and we're walking in love towards God and others and we're, we're walking in the light of God's word, the payoff is that God will hear from heaven, he will forgive the sin, and he will heal our land. And I'm going to say this, you know, our land need to, needs to be healed. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, uh, you know, most churches... Uh, uh, the auditoriums are not even filled. <laughs> Most churches, you know, they're, 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 the people aren't coming to church like they need to come to church. And you know what? I, I thank you guys for, for logging in, for being part of the streaming service. But I'm telling you, when, when the, when the uh, restrictions get lifted, I'm expecting for these seats in this auditorium to be filled. I'm expecting... For you to come out and be part of the church. Yes. I'm, don't, don't, uh, don't allow this time to get you to be a lazy Christian. Amen. And saying I'm going to start staying home and streaming now. No, no, no. You need to be part of the church. Amen. You need to be in the church in unity and one accord. And that's where the power of God is. Now, I want to continue with talking about the power of our words and talk to you about the power of our words and the blood of Jesus, because the blood of Jesus is powerful. I, one of my favorite scriptures is in Revelation twelve eleven. It says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, 
and they love not their lives unto the death. So here uh, in the book of Revelation, this is John that wrote it, got this revelation from Jesus himself, says that the people, us, we overcome what, who? The devil. Because right before that, it talks about the devil accusing us night and day before God. And so it says that we overcome who? The devil by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. And there's something powerful about the blood of Jesus. There's something powerful about the blood. You say, well, what, what's so powerful? It, it backs, the blood of Jesus backs every promise of the word of God. The blood of Jesus is speaking in the holy of holies, mercy and forgiveness and, and reveals the truth of God's word. The blood of Jesus is, is, is powerful. And so, you know, we're going to be going in. Uh, the Jews are going to have a, uh, a, a holiday coming up in, in April called the Passover. And they celebrate that every year. And, um, and the Passover is, is all about the, the Jews that were uh, under Egyptian bondage in the Old Testament. And, and God had ten plagues that were sent uh, for Pharaoh to release uh, the Jewish people. And, and God really dealt easy with Pharaoh in the first nine plagues. And Pharaoh just kept hardening his heart and hardening his heart. And he would not allow uh, the release of the Jewish people to where God had to, his hands were tied. And he had allowed the death angel to come in and take the firstborn of every Egyptian family. And so, but God told the Israelites, if they took blood of a lamb or, uh, and, and took that blood and put it on the doorposts over their house, uh, the instructions were if they applied the blood, that the death angel that came in and the firstborn of the Egyptians would die, but the people of Israel, firstborn, would be protected. And I'm going to say this, that the blood of Jesus was powerful in that day, but the blood of Jesus is powerful today. And we need to get a revelation about the, the blood of Jesus. And, and that, that as we, I believe that we can apply the blood of Jesus over our families. I believe that we can apply the blood of Jesus over this city. I believe that we can apply the blood of Jesus. And, and that blood uh, is, is powerful blood. Amen. And, it, and that blood and the blood of Jesus can cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 7 says this, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Amen. So, so we, are, uh, we have the power of the blood working. We have the word of God working in our life. Amen. And so Jesus is calling us, again, to take dominion over our circumstances. And my question to you, are you speaking the word of God? Are you confessing the word of God over your family? Are you confessing the promises? We at Exceed Life Church, you can go to our, our resource tab and you can look. We have these uh, confession sheets and, uh, and they're set up in... Uh, confessing on who you are in Christ, and 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 you can confess the heal there's healing scriptures, 
And then there's scriptures on uh, prosperity because God wants you to be prosperous. You need to be confessing these scriptures. You need to be standing on the word of God. The more you confess the scriptures of God's promises, the more you're going to believe it. See, sometimes we confess the problem too much. I would say again, sometimes we're, we're confessing the state of affairs too much. See, see, even the, it's interesting how the news will, 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 will show you how many people are dying of this coronavirus. But they don't show you how many people are surviving. Can, can I talk here? Can we talk here? Because, you know, 90, 99% of the people, you know, are making it through this virus and coming out of it. In flying colors on the other side. And so only a small percentage are dying from this. But they want to focus on the ones that are dying instead of the ones that are surviving. And there are way more, 99% of the people. Some people may say, your numbers are off, Pastor. It's 95%. Well, 95% is a high ratio. So, so why don't we talk about everybody that's making it through it instead of the, the, then everybody that's dying from it. You know, the news will say it's it's 40% chance of rain. Why don't they say it's 60% chance of sunshine? Amen. Why? Because because our our whole system, the, the world system, is geared towards negativism. It's it, it gears towards what, you know, what if this is gonna happen? And what if that what if we're gonna be like this state and what if we're not gonna be like that? Amen. Why? Because we're praying, we're believing, we're speaking the word of God. And we need to get bold in this day. We don't need to be fearful. We don't need to cower down. We don't need to be like hiding under our bed. Glory to God. No, no. We need to be speaking the word of God. We need to be staying in faith. We need to be calling people, praying for people, uh, you know, being bold. Be bold and when you go to the grocery store and have no fear. Be bold if you have to go to the drugstore and have no fear. You, you are a container of God's glory. You have the power of God resident on the inside of you. Jesus, wherever he went, he controlled his environment. And he wants us to control our environment. Do you believe that today? Let's just look at this in Matthew 8, uh, 1 through 3. It says here, uh, this, uh, this is talking about Jesus. It says, when, when he, Jesus, had come down from the mountain... Great multitudes followed him, and behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Amen. So we see here that this uh, leper, we, and he was you know, quarantine and and really in the Jewish day, people weren't get, supposed to get close to leopards because it was contagious. But notice that Jesus touched him. Notice that Jesus had no fear of his disease. And Jesus touched him and Jesus had the power to heal him. And I'm going to say this to you. Can I make a bold statement today? You have the power in Jesus' name to touch anybody that's sick. If it's a family member, you can pray for them. And they have, the Bible is true, that they will recover. 
So if you got any family member that's sick in your household, you can pray for them. You can command sickness to leave. And it has to obey in Jesus' name. You have divine protection. I love what it says in Matthew 8, 5, and 8. This is in the same chapter. It says, now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. Think about that. This centurion just knew the power of Jesus's words. He knew the power when Jesus speaks the word, things happen. And so he had that revelation of that. And he just said, you don't even need to come to my house, Jesus. All you have to do is speak the word. What I'm trying to do is encourage you this morning that you need to start speaking God's word boldly. You need to start expecting that God's word is going to perform everything he says it's going to perform as we speak it boldly. And it says in Matthew 8, 13, then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way as you have believed. So let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. So 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 what is this saying to us? We need to believe the word. We need to believe the word of God more today than any time else in history. We need to believe that God's word is true regardless of what people are saying. You know, I, I'm even reading, don't even walk, go outside and go on long walks. You know, don't even ride a bicycle. You know, I, I, you know I, I, I'm sorry, I'm protected. If, if I want to ride a bicycle, I'm going to do that. If I want to take a long walk outside, I'm going to do that. Amen. I'm going to breathe the fresh air. I'm not going to be afraid of breathing the air. Amen. And you shouldn't be afraid of that. Glory to God. Amen. We need to get bold in this time. Amen. And so we see in Matthew 8, 14 and 15. Now, when Jesus come in Peter's house, he saw his wife, mother lying sick with a fever. You know, the coronavirus says it has a fever attached to it. But notice this. So Jesus touched her hand and a fever left her and she arose and served them. You know, we can stand on the scripture right here that 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 Jesus and the word of God has power over fevers, has power over coughs, has power over anything that's attacking your body. I remember hearing a story about my father and this was many years back and he was driving on a trip. And he started getting a cough. And every time he would cough, he would say, by Jesus stripes, I am healed. And, uh, you know, the cough, every time he would cough, he would say, by Jesus stripes, I am healed. What was he doing? He was speaking the word of God. And you know what happened? The cough lessened and lessened and quit. So I'm going to say this. If you're being attacked by anything, start speaking the word of God. Start speaking by Jesus stripes. I am healed. Don't confess, I'm not going to get this virus. Confess what you desire. I'm going to walk in health and healing. Don't confess what you don't want. Confess what you do want. That's what faith is. It calls those things into being that is not. So you call into being health and healing into your body. And we see that. So we need to understand this, that Jesus dominated 
his environment and we can dominate our environment. Let me just leave you with a couple more scriptures before uh, we close out this morning. It says in John 14, 12 and 14, uh, this is Jesus speaking and these words are in red. So we want to pay attention to this. It says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me. So I'm, I'm going to ask you this morning, are you a believer? Amen. He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also and greater works than these he will do because I go to my father and whatever you ask in my name, that will I do that my, that the father may be glorified in the son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So we see here that Jesus is saying the works that he has done on this planet, we can do as well. Why? Because Jesus goes to the father on our behalf. So so if Jesus was able to heal the leopard, to heal the, the, the servant that was tormented at home. To, to heal Peter's mother-in-law of a fever. Uh, definitely, we can walk in that same power by speaking God's words and believing his word. Amen? And as we do that, we'll see God's word manifested in our lives. I remember one time I was attacked with a flu. Well, flu symptoms, I like to say. And, uh, and I felt like I wanted to vomit. And I kept saying, by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. And, ooh, by Jesus' stripes, ooh, uh, uh, I'm healed. And I must have said that over a hundred times. But guess what? I started feeling better and better. And it, and it, was, and they, it was like some kind of 24-hour flu going. And I'm telling you, that it didn't last more than six hours. Why? Because I stood on the Word of God. I kept, I kept speaking the Word of God. I kept, I kept standing on the word of God. And I'm telling you, you stand on the word of God. Keep speaking the word of God. No matter what might be coming against you, you will make it through to the other side. Amen. I'm telling you, the enemy is trying to shut down the church. He's trying to keep us from moving forward. When Jesus commissioned his disciples, when he said to his disciples, let's go on the boat. Let's go to the other side. Because he knew there was a, a man that was being uh, oppressed by demonic spirits. And, he, and Jesus was on a mission to set the captives free. And he said, let's get on the boat, guys. Let's go to the other side. Because I got a guy that I need a minister to. And the Bible says that Jesus fell asleep in the boat. And the Bible says there was a wind and there was waves that came in. And, and it, was a, it was like a big storm. And the disciples were afraid. And they started crying out to Jesus. Jesus, do you care that we are perishing? Jesus. And they woke up Jesus. Listen, uh, you, know, you know, God cares about us. And Jesus cared. But Jesus, what did he do? Jesus spoke to the wind. He spoke to the waves. And he said, peace be still. And then everything was calm. When you wake up the word of God in your life, even though there might be turmoil, even though there might be darkness all around, when you wake up the word of God, peace will come into your equation. And he said, peace be still. And then he looked around at his disciples and said, where is your faith? Why did he do that? Why did he do that? 
because see, see if because Jesus was in their boat and the boat could not go under because Jesus was in that boat. And I'm going to say this to you today. As long as Jesus is in your boat, you can't go under. It doesn't matter what the enemy's trying to do to capsize your boat. He can't do it because Jesus is in your boat. And as long as you wake up Jesus by speaking the word of God, that's in a sense you're waking up the power of God in your life, in your family. In this, I'm telling you that coronavirus is dying out. I'm telling you. We're going to be back having church like normal sooner than you think. I'm telling you, it's not as bad as the pundits are saying, glory to God. And it's it's going down. It's dying out. They're finding a cure. I believe that. And you got to start believing that too, glory to God. We're moving forward. The church is not is not uh, dissipating. It's advancing in God. Do you believe that today? And we're advancing in God. And guess what? They made it to the other side. They made it to the island. And the madman of Kadera, the one that had 6,000 demons, was was probably the most demon-possessed man in that entire region. And had the powers of the devil. And Jesus just spoke the word and set that man free. And so it doesn't matter how bad it looks. It doesn't matter how dark it gets. When you start speaking the word of God, the light of God's word will overcome the darkness in any area of our lives. I'm telling you, light will always overcome darkness. Good will always overcome evil. Amen. Do you believe that today? I'm telling you, God's about ready to advance the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, we're on a verge of a revival. God's about, God's shake, things are being shaken. God is waking people up and people are getting back to God. People are, when things look down, there's only one place you can look and that's up. And I'm telling you, when things look down, you need to start looking up. Why? Because our redemption draws near glory to God. So I want to encourage you in this time. I want to encourage you to humble yourselves. I want to encourage you to pray. I want to encourage you to seek God's face at this time. Don't get lazy in your walk with Christ. No, it's time to press into the things of God so that we can obtain all that God wants us to attain and so that we can get ready because I'm going to say this, Jesus is coming back sooner than we think. I'm telling you, the world is messed up. Jesus is going to come back and I'm telling you he's coming back for me and he's coming back for you and he's coming back for a triumphant church that's walking in boldness that's walking in who they are in Christ that's doing the works of Jesus a church without spot or wrinkle full of love and faith doing the works of of Jesus. You believe that today? I'm telling you, it's so good to be able to minister a now word in due season. Glory to God. I'm telling you, as we speak the word and we apply the blood of Jesus, no plague, no sickness can come near our dwelling. You believe that today? Glory to God. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and for your goodness today. I thank you, Father, for the precious people that's here in this audience and those that are watching online. And 
perhaps you're, you're, you don't know Jesus. Perhaps you've never confessed Jesus as your Lord. Well, this is the time to get close to God. This is the time to get Jesus in your life. Maybe you're a Christian and you're not walking with God. You're, you're, you're half in the world and one foot in the world and one foot in the church. You need to get all the way in the church. You need to get totally sold out to God. So I want you to pray this prayer with me and mean it your heart if you're ready to move forward in the things of God. Say, dear God, I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe, Jesus, you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and Savior and I turn from sin and selfishness, and I turn fully to you, and I ask you to live in my life, to, to uh, guide my life, and to help me to be all that you've called me to be. Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.